This is the Pick 8 Podcast. My name is Smitty, coming to you from the Franklin House in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, it's been a while since I've made a podcast. I've been distracted by the NBA playoffs. Uh, my Portland Trailblazers made a good run, and they got swept by the Warriors. That's why I haven't done any in a while. Happy to have my friend Lisa with me, uh, Lisa Nolan. I'll let you introduce just a quick little bit of you about yourself. And then uh, if you have any questions you want to throw towards me before we get going, okay. go for it. I'm Lisa Nolan. I have, Hi, Lisa. Hi. <laughs> I have a husband and two kids. Uh, I live in Central Sioux Falls. Yeah. I probably should give any more details uh, about <laughs> that, but um, zip code's 57104. Okay. One over for me. Yeah. That's right. I am originally from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. came out here 13 years ago thinking that it was going to be a stop on the way out to like the west coast okay a cousin doing organic farming cool. stuff i thought that was super cool yeah uh and then i ended up staying and realized i really liked being around the family and mm-hmm. ended up getting married a kids mm-hmm. a house mm-hmm. a dog three cats you have a white picket fence not yet <laughs> we actually have the back so we have a wire like a chain link fence and then the neighbor didn't like that his dog was barking at our dog so he oh, put yeah. up this ugly like a grayish silvery kind of toned tarp oh and like metal rings across the back oh yeah okay we knocked it down one year and he brought it back out <laughs> oops it's really bad it's real trashy that's my life otherwise sioux falls has been a great place there's yeah. a lot of cool people here and we just have mutual friends yeah i think that's how we got to know each other yep. right? heidi heinish shout heidi out heinish. to heidi heinish what what <laughs> yeah uh cool. we'd always take little walks and then you and heidi not yeah. me and you yeah, that's right. Yeah, Heidi and I took little walks. She was the greatest roommate I ever had. You're the greatest I ever had, Heidi. Yep, number one. Yep. Any uh, podcast questions? Can oh. you hear this? Oh, yeah. What do you, some tea there, it looks like? That's some tea. What kind? So I'm going to try and lean back a little when I sip it. Lean back. What about like this? We still heard that. Okay. It's a lemon ginger lemon from ginger. the co-op. Oh, yeah. 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 And some hibiscus. Got it. Mm-hmm. I like tea in theory. Okay. But then I, whenever I actually drink it, I'm like, eh. It's like, I think there's like a, like a, there's a, there's a feeling of making it in the yeah. standing in the kitchen. Yeah. Waiting. That's the part I like. Yeah. Because we got a good like five minutes of extra just chatting. Yeah. Just waiting for it yeah. to come to boiling. Of course. And then you did the thing where you stuck your hand right over the spout and I thought <laughs> you were going to burn it off. It seemed like a bad idea. Yeah, I'm going to go to the ER right after this podcast. Yeah, I mean, there's like a tea. There's like tea etiquette. There's tea do's and don'ts. Yeah, and, and that was a, a don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's a don't. Don't do it. Um, question. If I run for public office, can I delete this from history? <laughs> I think so. All right, we'll just see. Yeah. We'll just see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does it bother you that there's a llama in the room? No, I prefer it. Okay, because there is. Okay. I usually bring one with me if there's not one already. (laughs) That makes it easier. It is. Okay. Ten questions. You have two vetoes. Or as my buddy Chris called them, punts. Okay. If you prefer that term. If you're punting, are you punting to somebody else in the future? Like you should have somebody answer a question of all the veto or answer one. At some point I'm gonna have to reuse questions. Yeah. So like an all veto. Oh yeah. Oh. These are the questions nobody else wanted to answer. Right. Go. That would have to be like a super special guest. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put it back in the Rolodex. Yeah. yeah. You are traveling for a month. 
What personal items do you take? So not not clothes, not toiletries. I would say books and music. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, you'll you read a book, you'll reread it. Mm-hmm. So definitely books. And then I would. You said for a month. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to bring some music with mm-hmm. me. I mean, it'll be on my phone. Right. So I'll bring my phone. Uh, give me a snapshot of like the playlist. Okay. Oh, so right now. Yeah. Oh, snapshot of the whole playlist. <laughs> okay, so there's some some hippie music in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, Naco and Medicine for the People is one. Okay. I started listening to when my friend brought me to Harmony Park. Okay. To a Wookie Foot show. Okay. So I started listening to Naco. Uh, so Naco, Wookie Foot, uh, Trevor Hall. Those are kind of on repeat yeah. most of the time. Yeah. I started listening to Eddie Island. I've never listened I don't know to American because it's American Idol, and I've never listened to oh. anything American Idol except I caught little bits that were showing up on Facebook, and one of them was this Eddie Island, and he's got this little vibrato at the end of his voice. It's just—is it super poppy then? No. No. No, okay. he just he's quirky. He writes his own stuff. He yeah. had like he just put a, an album out and he had like I think it was twelve or thirteen other writers, so he collaborates mm-hmm. a lot. It's just kind of a cool Did he just, win or he was just no. a contestant? Uh, no. <laughs> no, he's way too not, quirky. Yeah, he was way too quirky and they kept telling him he was happy and they kept telling him he had to be more serious. I see. Okay, so other ones I would say Bob Marley's always a staple. Ooh, nice. And that's something that's just in our house always yeah. because we want the kids you know, to be around that. So yeah. that's what they listen to at night. Yeah. It's a staple one. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good playlist. Yeah. Yeah. It usually is more rounded out. I just threw out the hippie ones. But yeah, there's other stuff. I'm sure I'll think of it sometime. Probably because road trip means a little bit free for all, yeah. a little bit relaxed. So I'm trying to think when I, when I do um, edit, when I do videos at work, yeah. I do training, I always go pause <laughs> when I'm thinking. So I just about said pause. <laughs> There was one I was thinking of that I have been listening to a lot. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It okay, doesn't. carry on. Carry on. You need one more item. You said music, oh, books. Oh, three. Um, Maybe I didn't say three. Oh, I didn't. No, my Not phone, too. Three, I no. bring my phone. Okay. I think. Yeah. There's just such a connection piece. Yeah. yeah. I'd bring my phone. Okay. Makes sense. Tomorrow is your last day on the job. What do you want to say to your coworkers? I or nothing. <laughs> Are you just like deuces? I'm out. Uh, bye. <laughs> I would. I, I like. I would like to leave a room um, feeling, you know, with people feeling encouraged. So yeah, I'd leave okay. with a bunch of warm fuzzies. Okay. Um, I'd like you know that scene from Can I Cuss? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you can bleep me out. Yeah. So that scene from Half Baked where he's like. Oh, yes. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Love it. I would do that, but like the other way around. Like you are a really good listener. <laughs> you are so encouraging. You really nail the way that you finish those TPS cover sheets. You know, like whatever it is, I think that I would like to walk out yeah. and have them know and also have them know like the things that they did for me. Because you're with these people all the time. There's good in everybody. And mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. like to point it out as I walk out. Mm-hmm. And right. then, then I'll throw up the... <laughs> head out i think i could do that like everyone would just know i'm joking when i'm saying fuck you fuck you oh like, yeah like that would be fun too <laughs> it I, would yeah yeah <laughs> maybe like and you'd have to be like a wink at the end of yeah it. Fuck yeah you. <laughs> that's great uh, i, like I winked when i said oh that. yeah shoot i'm gonna do a video one for my 10th episode oh really yeah um i was i was 
fixing this piece of my hair before I was leaving. And Chad goes, is it live? And <laughs> I, when he said live, I thought he meant like, is it video? Mm-hmm. And then I just said, no. Then why do you care about your hair? Yeah. Yeah. And then, then I realized he didn't even mean video at all. I know it's just being <laughs> sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm just fixing myself. Uh, what's a story about your life that you enjoy telling? I know one. I'm That's just going to say two. One's not a story. One's okay. just something cool. When I was a kid, my mom used to always say that it kind of beat to my own drum. I thought I it was always kind of cool. They have so many stories of me when I was a kid. And mom said I never really walked anywhere. I always just kind of like hop, skip, and a jump. Oh, okay. And it made me feel like I could value that my weirdness, my quirkiness, happiness. I was going to say happiness. But I felt like I could value that. So when I would hear cool stories. Swearing is allowed, but no puns, please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that cuts down the rest yeah. of everything I'm saying. <clears throat> I actually use a lot of those. But um, I'll think about it first. So I don't have the time to think about them. Yeah. Um, I'd rather text puns. Oh, so then yeah. they can like Google it. You know. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, as I was older, here's my favorite. And there was this like story booth they used to have. I don't think they have it anymore down at. Um, 6th and Main at Ipso Gallery. And I always wanted mm. to tell this story in the booth. So this is my moment. Oh, I know you're talking about Yeah, now. yeah. Okay, yeah. It was just one cool story. I was 18. I had just gotten in trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. So I was keeping myself a little squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. And I got to a gas station. <laughs> and it was old Sitgo in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. As I was going to pump my gas, they didn't have like prepay pumps. It wasn't really yeah. a thing yet, right. like it is now. They don't trust anybody. So this prepay pump, I go around to pump my gas. I have the hose in there and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pump and I realize that nothing's coming out. It's a prepay pump. So I go inside. I prepay $8. Yeah. I still remember. It's cash. Give her $8. I go back out. I go to pump my $8, but I forgot, you know, you're so used to like the routine of you put the pump in there, Mm -hmm. you pump your gas, you go inside and you pay, you get out and you leave. Mm -hmm. And so I walked out to my car and I just got in my car and I left. (laughs) Without putting (laughs) any gas in. No. And I didn't take the handle out. It was still in the car. So I drove away and he heard this clunk, clunk, pretty loud, louder than that. And I drove away and I got like a block away and I realized I did not pump my gas. How silly. And then I'm like, I didn't take... The handle out. Yeah. Oh, so I look back and I see my gas cap sitting on the back. So okay. I'm like, oh, I better go put that on. I'm, I don't know if I'll feel dumb enough to drive know. back. Yeah. Yeah. So I get out of the car and I go to put my gas cap on. And yeah. I see as I get around the side of the car, there's the handle and the entire hose <laughs> is dragging behind my car. So then <laughs> I thought... I can't. I'm about to bring this back now. Oh, man. So I took the hose, just mortified... And I set it, I had to use two hands for this, but I took it and I set it in the back of the car because I didn't know what to do with it. I drove back. Probably smells bad. It was horrible for weeks. And I get out of the, I get out of the car and I walk up inside the gas station and I go, ah, here. (laughs) And I'm holding it like a snake. (laughs) And I give it to her and I'm like, here, I accidentally pulled this out of your gas thing. So she just looks at me, this blank stare, and all of a sudden in the back of my mind, I remember, like, I'm supposed to be not in trouble right now. And as those, I'm thinking this, she goes, well, I'm probably going to have to call the police. Yeah. I'm like, no. So I... I let her do that, and she just told me they'd contact me. It's fine. And then I walk out, and then I, for whatever reason, thought, I paid $8. Yeah. So I, I go should... back in, and I said, can I still pump that 8 bucks in gas? <laughs> <laughs> so she said, 
sends me around to this other <laughs> pump. And instead of this other pump pumping my eight bucks in a driveway, I call all my friends mortified. I'm in trouble. And we all met down at the park to talk it out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So a cop called me the next day at work. Actually, they came in and he said that it happens more than you think it does. I enjoy telling that story. I, yeah. It seems like something out of a movie. It was so great. And yeah. that was 18. I'm 36 now. And I still, every single time I drive away from a gas pump, every time I have this quickening of like a heart rate and I turn around <laughs> and I check. So it's that plus the fact that I don't like being in the cold. My husband pumps. Oh, well, that's handy. <laughs> yeah, right. Was that in the winter then? No. No, because we were was... all hanging out at the park. It was summer. Oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah, Menominee Park. Gotcha. Shout out to Menominee Park. Sure. Where are we at? That was three. That was three. Okay. Number four. What is your favorite section of your favorite store? These questions come all over the place. Okay, I have to think for a second. Ooh, you can hear that car. Do you hear that car? <laughs> yeah, could you? I don't Well, I could hear it. Obviously, I could hear it because the microphone picks up more, but you could hear it too. Oh, like this picks up more than my ears would? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could hear it. Okay. I figured it'd be the opposite. We um, can come back to it too if you want to percolate. That's a great word. Or let it marinate. Marinate? Too. Those are both good words. Yeah. Um, I'm going to um just like temporarily veto it. Okay. I'll think about it. Okay. It's a great question. I just... I don't think I have favorite stores. Oh, I like shops. Like, I like going into Crosstone and I like going into Total Drag. And... Oh. Eh, I was just thinking yeah, of that. Yeah, I was thinking, thinking more... Like a department yeah. store. I like the direction you're going. Better. <laughs> I like the music section of a record store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The record section of the record store. Mm-hmm. The dollar bin. <laughs> okay, we'll come back. What is a risk you are currently taking in your life? Ooh, okay, I'm going to think about that for a second, too. I'll have some of this drink you brought me. That what's, sounds great. What's it called? A Natterday. Natterday. Yeah, Got it's it. strawberry lemonade. Mm-hmm. Uh, natty, natty ice. ice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, ask me the question again. What is a risk you are taking right now in your life? It was probably a few years ago. Mm-hmm. We started realizing, like, we don't want to work jobs forever. Yeah. So we had started a company. I felt really cool feeling like I was an entrepreneur. That mm-hmm. felt really cool. But I realize like people aren't, they're supportive of the idea of being an entrepreneur, <laughs> but they're not supportive necessarily of like the daily activities or the time you sure. have to take towards it. So I think just that it would be easy to kind of be in the status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I think that's a huge jump. Yeah. yeah. And stick with our jobs. But we've, but we've done it in a way that's very safe. We've, we've okay. done it very slowly. Smart, maybe? Um, Smart, but fearful. Okay. Not even having to take big risks okay and i think just recently we've kind of been talking more we've got really big ideas on what we want to be able to do and how we want to live our life and have our kids you know i want to be able to homeschool mm-hmm. when our parents get to a point where we want to take care of them yeah. like we want them to come live with us and be with us mm-hmm. and so realizing that that has to take more of a serious jump and yeah. a more serious risk so we're kind of just jumping into that territory now because of the the finances side yeah, of it yeah and the time mostly mm-hmm. You know, we just want to learn a better way and le- leverage our time instead of having to work 40 hours a week for right. 50 right now, like 55. Yeah. And that's just not, not how I want to live my life yeah. forever. It's so I think that's probably the biggest thing. And it's just kind of, you know, the fear of that, that you could be taking this extra time out. And what if the time that you're not spending with your kids because you're working on a company, mm-hmm. what if it doesn't pay off? Right. And really, you have to do something differently or you'll never 
Mm-hmm. You, you know, I'll never get to homeschool and that will never pay off. I don't want to take the risk of doing nothing either. Wow. Never thought of doing nothing as a risk as well. But you're right. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. 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 So what's like a small step from where you are now to where you want to be? Most, that's been mostly in our, so John Maxwell, he's a <laughs> leadership guru guy. Okay. And he always says the um, secret to change is in your daily routine. Mm-hmm. So it's that daily routine. And for me, I tend to overextend myself into, oh gosh, whether it be like I do libertarian party stuff, mm-hmm. I'll kind of connect with friends. I, I tend to overdo and overstretch myself. Like overschedule your life? Yeah. Yeah. Of? So okay. I think the biggest piece is kind of has been pulling some of that back. Interesting. Okay. And I don't want to sometimes because yeah. it feeds me now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like setting some of that stuff on the back burner to mm-hmm. be able to focus on it later. Yeah. Not to sound too Dave Ramsey-ish. <laughs> live like nobody else now. So yeah. Live like nobody else later. Something like that. Ramsey's not dumb. No, he's not. So. Smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I live a fairly risk-free life. I thought I did till we just talked. <laughs> <laughs> and you said doing nothing is also a risk. <laughs> not that I do nothing, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about that one for a while. Okay. It's good. Sweet. No, my that's good. I'll, uh, yeah, so that's it. Podcast is over. My life is different now. <laughs> <laughs> you but this is so doing... I, I, like the, I really like the idea of the intentionality of getting to know somebody else and then being able to share that with other people. The ones that I've listened to, you would never know those things about them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. I actually, like, I'll go back and listen to them over and over. <laughs> Like, relive that conversation, more or less. Yeah, that's cool. It is cool, yeah. Number six, what is in your junk drawer? Like, your miscellaneous, your whatever drawer. I'll veto that one just because I don't have anything cool. It's just just junk. Screwdrivers and tape. Yeah. That was not an answer. That was a veto. Veto. (laughs) Uh, Who's the most courageous person you've ever met? Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to put that one at the end, too, because I got to think of that. Do you want to go back to the other one? The favorite section of your favorite store? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give two answers, because one I don't have a favorite section for. Okay. Say. Okay. okay. Um, it is hot in here. I know. <clears throat> okay. One is, also, it smells like, uh, I was worried I didn't want to smell like sweat, but it kind of smells like um, <laughs> bug spray. I forgot to say that before <laughs> before we sat in this My whole room. house does? No, me. Uh, oh, you do? Yeah, oh, I had put like this citronella y lemony bug spray at oh. the bottom of these pants that are on fire. So yeah. they still smell like it. It's not a bad smell. And I forgot I was going to say that before we sat down, but I didn't. And now the whole world knows. <laughs> are you embarrassed? Citronella. No, not at all. I'm proud of it. <laughs> That's a risk I was taking. Yeah. Letting you <laughs> into my right. house with who knows what you might smell like. <laughs> well, it's a risk that I was taking, waiting until the middle of the podcast to tell you. And to see if I was else. cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do now? Right. Get out. <laughs> you can't take the smell off the air. Um Okay, so favorite place of my favorite shop. My friend's shop my friend has a shop in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I like just going into record stores anyway. Okay. And mostly I like just standing there and talking with you know whoever. I that's one of my favorites about Crosstown Vinyl is just mm-hmm. being able to stand there and talk to Steve for a long time. Yeah. Or like uh, total drag if I walk in and Dan has something for me behind the counter. I just feel really cool. Like like without you knowing? Yeah. Like, uh, hey, this no. came across and I thought of you. 
No, that would be even cooler. Oh man, yeah. that'd be super cool. Yeah, but we were. But talking... it's something you've talked to him about. Yeah, we were. He was. He recommended this. There's a David Lynch album, which is very good. Okay. Uh, David Lynch albums, if anybody wants that. Um, and he recommended that, and <laughs> then I had kind of forgotten about it, and he had ordered it, and then it was like a couple weeks later, oh, and I walked in for something else. I see. And he goes, "Hey, I've got that. I've got that David Lynch album." Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um. So, but in my friend's old shop yep. back in Wisconsin, in Oshkosh. Adam Bartlett has a shop called Eroded Winds, and it's got one of those old creaky floors. It's mm-hmm. in like a downtown. He wasn't like a downtown. Now he actually moved to like downtown, cool okay. part of the downtown area. Um, but there's a couple spots. I remember when we're, I was walking around the last time I was there that are super creaky. So mm-hmm. it's not a favorite section. This is favorite spot <laughs> in his shop where like I would a very stand back specific. and forth. Yeah, yeah, and I would just kind of creak. Let <laughs> the floorboards creak because it was such a cool sound. Nice. <laughs> I like but it. Otherwise, my favorite section is probably just standing there talking with, you know, whoever's in. Yeah. That's I think that's one of the neat things um, at Steve's is just that yeah. people just stand there and talk. I'm uh, I'm kind of late to the vinyl game. Like just this year, I bought a record player at Total Drag. Oh, yeah. And so I'm just kind of jumping into it a little bit. It's hard to know, like... So I feel like some of the some of the fun part is physically finding something yeah. in a store. If you just go online and find it, it's cool, but it's it's not the same. No. Right? Isn't that kind of the point of yeah. one of the points? Yeah. yeah. Or like yeah. when they play it for you before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or like walking in, I was looking for something. I can't remember what I was looking for in particular. I was looking for one thing that my friend likes to listen to. And then every time I came in after that, Dan would like go, oh, we've got some of this in or some of this in. Mm-hmm. Picked up on that taste. Okay. And so someone like getting to know um, what you like or don't like is kind of cool. Right. But the environment, I feel like that's there's an environment around anything music like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask you. Oh, what is the first vinyl that you picked up after you went to the record store? Uh, something weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know the name of it. I could go look. It's this guy that, oh no, actually, my first one was my sister-in-law gave me some. Oh, okay. She was just going to take to Goodwill or whatever. Yeah. So like some Beethoven and what's the other one? Is it Hall Notes? That's a I can't fun, remember. That was a yeah. fun one to go back and listen to, though. Yeah. Anything Hollow Notes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So anyway, Beethoven. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. I remember when I was a kid listening to Beethoven okay. on vinyl and having my friends come over and be like, I was trying to be super cool about it. And I'm like, if you close your eyes, you can like feel this part of the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, where are we? That was... Oh, I passed. I pushed the question at the end about... Yes. Yes, yes. Most courageous so you, person. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're going to do number eight then. Okay. You have a small amount of money. What do you and Chad do for a date on the Chiefs? Ooh. This is from that list of questions, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's so perfect. But it's actually a good one. No, it is it's a like good one. It's like not too cheesy. Yeah. I would not go to the movies. Yeah. I would not. I would like to go somewhere and listen to music. I think some of the funnest things like that Chad and I have ever done... Mm-hmm. Um, date wise, mm-hmm. and I would call it a date, is the times that we've just hung out and like gone to hear bands play. Okay. I miss, I like face to face and getting to know them and, you know, maybe having a cup of coffee or something that that's neat or taking a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I like doing that kind of stuff with him, but 
I think the most fun we ever have is when we're just side by side listening to music together. Is it like a band you knew or you're like, hey, let's just go? I think my favorite, John Wayne in the Pain. So they'll oh, come to Sioux the Falls. The name is familiar. Yeah, from Mankato. Okay. And when they come down, it's fun because you just get to hang out and dance. Where do they play usually? Uh, Biggs. Okay. I, oh, okay. The last couple of times it's been at Biggs. Yep. It's just fun because you're dancing, you're kind of in your element and you're with other people mm-hmm. and then you look over and you're like oh i'm also with my spouse who's yeah. also my best friend who's also like hanging out having a good time with me right and that's kind of a cool yeah you know the times when we don't have that when we feel like we're just seeing each other passing or like raising mm-hmm. our children together mm-hmm. it's tempting to have a lot of those moments and so it kind of breaks those moments into being like oh we like each other a lot <laughs> uh, or my friend seth has a band we're no angels and they do 90s um 90s alternative like cover band yep. and we'll go to that and it's just we're hanging out side by side dancing yeah it's fun i think that's our funnest date nights and those are cheap and it is cheap yeah, yeah. that's awesome number nine nine times nine <laughs> that's from ferris bueller's day off <laughs> that was the first time i threw an 80s movie quote in here so <laughs> what's the scene uh when he doesn't Show up for school. Obviously, that's the whole basis of the movie. So let's just cut after that. Uh, <laughs> it's the um, the principal. Okay. What is the principal's name? I don't know. Oh, okay. The principal. I can see him. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah. No, I remember what it is. Okay. He's saying to Ferris Bueller's mom yeah. that he has been absent nine, nine times. times. And later, she is checking in on Ferris. And she just has this kind of moment where she doubts him. In the back of her head, she hears nine like times. a little echo kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what is his name uh, i'll think of it later name all the principals you can <laughs> think of we got principal skinner oh yeah uh principal belding oh belding yeah um, didn't he become superintendent no, oh maybe he was super yeah. i don't know he was principal okay uh what other principals are there that's Those all the principals i know ones, i guess that's, that's it. all the ones i know at some I had point a, a high school principal that was hoot more what was it? Hoot. Hoot? <laughs> well, I think it was Hugh. <laughs> oh. But everyone called him Hoot. That's the Hoot. I guess. <laughs> was he a funny guy? No, he's an asshole. Oh, shit. That's great. <laughs> That's great. You met your high school principal? No, but I had a teacher when I was in fourth grade. Her name was Mrs. Gross. And it Perfect. Was her... <laughs> no, yeah. I know. I used to always go, and she really was gross. <laughs> Am I Didn't right? I say she lived up to her name. Uh, oh, there it is. Nice. <laughs> what do you tell yourself when you fail? Um, it sounds really cheesy, but like Maxwell also says, you know, sometimes you learn. Some, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you learn. He wrote a whole book about it. Um, but what do I tell myself when I fail? Like, <laughs> loser. <Yeah. laughs> What's yeah. wrong with you? Right. Um. It has been a turn, probably one of the biggest things in the last um, five years is this idea of, not to sound really buzzwordy, but like mindfulness and Mm -hmm. being intentional about Mm -hmm. kind of where you're headed and not to be so judgmental about Mm -hmm. all the thoughts that run through your head. Mm -hmm. And so that first thought will come in. And I think that still comes in. And the more that I rework that brain to Mm -hmm. um, the positive Mm -hmm. and just that feeling of, you know, gratitude and knowing... um, that like challenges come and you're not going to pass them all right away. Right. <laughs> like you're not going to, you're not going to nail it right off the bat. Right. So uh, there's been a rewiring. I think one of the coolest things um, is I had gone into 
this is a really long answer. I had gone into uh, postpartum depression after I had Jack. Mm-hmm. And I really connected um, after that by mindful birthing that I had hmm. done while I was, you know, birthing Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, I had followed a lot of the principles after that and just kind of learned like a different way. You know, that idea of letting your brain um, take another path. The idea of a wheelbarrow. And Chad always laughs because I got this example from a Berenstain Bears book about a bad <laughs> habit. <laughs> but I always had a bad habit of overjudging myself um, if I did fail. And yeah. so um, I get it. Yeah. this idea of like you could follow that same rut and make it go deeper. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to fall into it. Mm-hmm. So then when you are judgmental about it, mm-hmm. you don't have to be because, mm-hmm. hey, it was a lot easier to fall into that than to form a new habit of mm-hmm. mind. So then the idea of being able to take a new route and when it feels super uncomfortable, knowing that it's just because that's not the route I've been taking. Right. So now when I'm feeling this sense of failure, which I regular basis because yeah. I have. Because um, you're human. Because I'm human <laughs> and I have small humans in my house. Mm, yeah. Children, yeah. just to <laughs> clarify that. There's a lot of, it's like failure every day. Yeah. You know, trying yeah. to say the right thing or do the right thing. Um, so it's this reminder that like there's a beauty and a grace in that. And mm-hmm. it also helps then when somebody else is failing to like, have that grace with them too. I, I think I've shifted some, but I, I do tend to stay in that rut of like, oh, you screwed up again. Yeah. Like, I think I've gotten a little bit better using a different mindset to like just see a different, the same thing happen, but you can change the result in your head. Yeah. On something. Yeah. You know? Or like see it ahead. What do you think? Do you remember hearing that kind of stuff when we were kids? No. 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 Like, people didn't say that. They might have said like, oh, you got to learn from your mistakes. Right. But that was about as, maybe I just didn't hear it, but. I don't remember having any sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody talked about. Nobody talk, well, I shouldn't say, people probably talked about mindfulness, but maybe in circles. Yeah. And it wasn't our circles. No. <laughs> probably in the Midwest. Maybe. Yeah. Because we just don't talk. Yeah, that's true. personal things no. as much. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of, this is interesting that you do this, that it is the Midwest and that mm-hmm. there's like a real conversation because specifically <laughs> here, yeah, you don't have that as much. True. Is that my 10? No. Okay. Uh, do you want number 10 or do you want to go back? Uh, let's do 10 first and then okay. I'll decide. You look up into the night sky, see a shooting star. For what do you wish? Ooh. Is this cheesy? No, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll answer it. It's fine. Yeah, it's cheesy and I'll answer it. Um, I would wish this podcast was done. World peace. <laughs> <laughs> There's many times in a day where I will go to do something and like I wish I could be different. <laughs> sure. So, you know, I'll be like, oh, I wish I would have handled myself differently. Yep. One of the things, which is interesting because we're talking, I'm answering questions about myself mm-hmm. um, that I've been trying to do lately is to be more cognizant of asking questions about other people. That idea of being able to reach out. This is, oh, this is going to be a twisted answer. Um, <laughs> like, Because it like, when I think of, like the root of what I'm going to say, there's like a deeper root and a deeper okay. root. I want to put the focus on other people because I think that's what makes people feel loved. Sure. And there's a lot of times I've reached for that feeling of being loved myself mm-hmm. and just where my faith lies i am constantly reminded that like my creator reaches out for me that mm-hmm. jesus reaches out for me and i don't i don't always take and sometimes i wish i would accept that a little bit more yeah so that's kind of something that i have on a regular basis and i'm learning 
But then I do the same with other people. I don't always reach out to them because I am pulling it. Like I am wanting something to fill that space. Okay. So what I'm trying to do and what I say I wish is that every time when I come off of a conversation with somebody, I'm like, I wish I would have asked them more questions about yeah. themselves. Like I wish I would have thought walking into that conversation that I love them like first and foremost. I will still oftentimes walk away from the conversation going, yeah, I made that about me. <laughs> I still made that about me. Sure. And so that looking back on a lot of times during the day, it's that, okay, the feeling of taking the new taking the new route and not staying in the old rut and realizing what I did and not like kicking myself or being judgmental. I just wish that it was like natural to like walk up to somebody and care about them more than you care about yourself. Right. Some of that's on the other person too. Like you have to be willing to go back and forth in that conversation too. Yeah. Most of the time, I think, I think, I think (laughs) that I, uh, like I find it easier to hear from other people than for me to like come up with my own, stories and thoughts and whatever yeah um so there's times where i like i have to i have to push myself out there just personality wise like some people it's easier and harder to put yourself out there and to share whatever stories from your life so is it being afraid of how they're going to take the answer uh being afraid of like that vulnerability of sharing no i don't think so i think it's just i think i just have a hard time finding words so I don't know if it's a just a mental thing, but no, it's not yeah. a fear. It's not like, oh, if I say this, then Lisa's okay. gonna think this about me. Okay, like it's I might. just, well, and you might, yeah. <laughs> but so I don't really know what it is. Okay. Um, but <laughs> whatever, whatever, like from mind to mouth, whatever part that is, I'm letting it marinate. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So your wish is that we all would. Be more mindful about other people, questions back and forth of people. Yeah, but my wish is that I would. So it still comes back to just me. It's all about me. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I wish that I'm that it was natural to like to walk up and care more about somebody than I do about me. I'm Mm. trying to get there, you know, but I still feel like there's I'll leave a conversation thinking I made that about myself. Yeah. I might have acted like I tried to make it about them. (laughs) Or maybe they were just really good about making it about someone else. Some people are so good at that. Yeah. Heidi Heinish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Heidi for a second. But she's always been like that. Um, Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to try. Okay. And I didn't realize how much I did it until I sat with her, um, you know, or lived with her for Mm -hmm. how long, is that she will always intentionally walk up. And I think she just gets it from her mom because her mom does it. Okay that feeling of just putting somebody else first because you don't need to get anything out of that. Because you're complete in love yourself. Yeah. Your identity. Yeah. Yep. You're solid in that. So you don't need to, you don't need to pull. Man. Yeah. There is a receiving. Rocky talks about that. Actually, Rocky did a whole thing on like gift giving and having to be on the opposite side of gifting. You have Mm -hmm. to be on the receiving side Mm -hmm. that it's such a two way street. For sure. And so it is another element to it. Yeah. That's for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What was the one I passed on? It was question seven. Who is the most courageous person you've ever met? Yeah, I I still can't think of an answer to that, but I think the reason is I just, that people are, I'm going to, I'm going to say veto because I don't have a perfect, like I don't have the one answer, but people, they deal with so much in their life. Like when I think back, everybody has their struggles that they go through. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but it's incredible to me when I think like I've been doing this, this EMDR where you kind of walk through like past, I don't know. Is it an acronym? Uh, or no. Yes. Okay. But I can't think what it stands for. But it basically we'll helps it. you like work through things in your past. Mm-hmm. And I have been doing this lately. One of the things that I realize is how much different like events in your life or people in your life can cause lasting impact mm-hmm. in working through that, learning that, um, learning to kind of let go of some of those things. And then I think about, well, the stuff that I feel like I had to deal with, everybody's mm-hmm. got their own, but I look at that and you're not supposed to compare, but I compare it to what <laughs> other people I've dealt with. I'm like, that's yeah. the people dealt with some right. heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah. We actually have it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, how, how does somebody take, you know, a life where they grew up? I don't even want to give examples because I don't want some, I don't want to, it's just some people have really hard lives. I'm, I'm, li- I'm reading the book. What is the what? Which yeah. is the story of the lost boys of Sudan. Oh, wow. So that's an example. Like, yeah. They're like 11 and barefoot and walking across Africa wow. to maybe get safety, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. So there's an example. Yeah. Like, how do you function? How do you like yeah. walk through something like that and yeah. you still function and then be at some point, I don't know what's healthy, but mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you work through that and, and actually care about other people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that people are courageous in so many ways all the time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. Uh, That was it. I only got one. Well, that you, was so uh, you kind of vetoed Two, one and a half. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Any, I'll let you, anything you want to toss back my way? I'll, oh. get, I'll, I'll give you a chance to Okay. Um, to do your, the thing where you ask yeah, other yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> What's been your favorite thing about doing it, doing this so the far? The podcast? Yeah. Yeah. That was so broad. Do you want me to narrow it down? Who has right. had your favorite answers and why is it me? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> Actually, I know the answer. Okay. Okay. I think my favorite... So my favorite was when my buddy Dallin did it. It's my favorite because he was basically my guinea pig. So I did that one where I interviewed myself. Well, I guess I was the guinea pig. But you really don't know what it's like until you actually have someone else in the room and interacting. Yeah. So I think that's my favorite because I listen to a lot of podcasts and he listens to a lot of podcasts. And so I knew that he had an idea of like how a podcast could, should kind of work. Okay. It's my favorite because he was willing to like, like, yeah, you should totally do it. Like I'm on board. Tell me anything you want from me. I'll help you. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I'll have to have him on again now that I've, at yeah. some point, like now that I've done it a little bit and it's still good. The one we did with him. But. Yeah. Joel Rogan style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was, I think that was it. Okay. I think it's really, I think this is really cool. Yep, it's fun. Um, I agree. And I'm just going to throw it out there. I think that Bobby T. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby T, if you're listening, <laughs> I think you should do it. She has such insight, but she's just an interesting person. Because mm-hmm. that whole thing I was talking about where you can, you just walk into a room and you naturally can mm. love people well. She, does she that is really great well. at that. She, isn't she? I agree. Yeah. Cool. cool. Well, that's how I leave your podcast is I- the way I would leave my job. <laughs> saying nice things about everybody else. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it.